The Rogue Valley Role Players Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you do. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben, I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we're here to record the first episode of Season 5 of Valley of Famine. Uh, once again, my name is Ben, I am the Marshal, I am running the game, doing the shindig, all that stuff. Uh, my name is Rosemary and I play Rachel Jane Kennedy, she's a gunslinger. And a Bahir. Yep. This is Austin donning the flesh of Wynon Beardslay. Ew. <laughs> Metal. Oh, I guess that's me now. Uh, I'm Ed. I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, weird scientist, former deputy of Jackson County, Bahir of the Ottoman Empire, and captain of the Zephyr. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Known, but I don't have a name for my ship yet. No. Captain of an airship. <laughs> I'm Nick S. I play Haru Matsuhara, the sam- samurai who has become harrowed. And when last we left off, we'd uh, finally faced off against Shang Jin and his forces, uh, as well as his. Patron, a familiar foe, if in a new form, Moloch the Demon God. Uh, but you proved successful, victorious against them, and uh, Haru was able to reclaim uh, the Daisho that was stolen from uh, Japan. And has discovered some interesting revelations about it that he was totally not expecting. Uh, it's been a couple months since you left the Rogue Valley initially. You left, uh, I think, back in March to head down to Salt Lake City. Uh, you stuck around. You were in Salt Lake City for roughly around a month. You stuck around in Shanfan for about another month, helping Lan Hui kind of secure her position as the new uh, head executive of the Iron Dragon Railroad. And uh, now you find yourselves on board an Iron Dragon train bound back for the Rogue Valley. It is now May 1885. The history is not our own. Um, why not? where are you on the train? I think Wynon is... Uh stepped away a little bit uh, just to enjoy some drinks now that he's in a place where he feels relatively safe maybe keeping an eye out for air pirates yeah <laughs> fair uh, but yeah he's sitting off on his own and just kind of enjoying a couple shots of whiskey okay yeah you're at like the the dining car or, or the the 
bar car. I don't know. Yeah, and I think like he subconsciously chooses the seat which has the best visibility in case someone tries to attack him. Uh-huh. He's got his back to a wall or something. Uh-huh. He's like in a little corner. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's just try- doing his best to enjoy a few moments of quiet as much as Wynon can enjoy anything. <laughs> yeah. Daisy, where are you at on the train? Um, probably up more near the engine. Like, you know, hanging out with the train people. Sure. I'm a former train person. But, you know, everyone knows the trains are dead. Airships are the way now. Are you, are you like, telling this to the, I, I, the I probably staff? tell that to them, yeah, a couple times. It's like the Lemurians have shown us their technology, and we can fly now. And, then, yeah, and I talk their ears off about my new ship. And it's actually based on a train, Rachel, where are you at on this train? Um, Bound back home to the Rogue Valley. She's probably sleeping, actually, like in her seat. Okay. She's zonked out. Yeah. She's got, like, her hat pulled down, like, over yeah, her face. Uh, Haru, where are you at on the train? I'm in a private place with a bottle of booze and these two swords, and I'm puzzling over them. I'm... And you're also probably looking again and again and again at the letter that came a few weeks before uh, you left Shanfan back for the Rogue Valley. And it was delivered by a familiar face. Uh, we'll do a little flashback here, so you're you're reflecting on just the whole, the, the whole everything that happened. Yeah. Um, so you were you were at uh, whatever hotel um, it might have been the Seven Immortals Inn. I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up. Um, when you know someone knocked politely on your door and said, "There's a messenger here to see you. He's waiting in the lobby." Send him in. He. He, he asked that, that you come see him, sir. Very well, then. I'd go down to the lobby. You go down to the lobby, and uh, listeners and everyone at the table, I'll preface this by apologizing for the horrible butchery of names that I'm about to probably do. Uh, but I will try my best. Um, so you recognize Saito... Hajime. Oh boy. <laughs> I know who that is. That's one of the top three favorite samurai characters in history, people. <laughs> Heavy cigarette smoker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't catch that in my research, but. He died of lung cancer. There you go. He's probably, he's probably smoking <laughs> something. Don't smoke, kids. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, for those who don't know, he was a former captain of the Shinsengumi. And uh, he is standing in the lobby uh, at, at attention. I would bow and... Matsuhara, it has been a long time. It uh, has been a long search. I have a message from the Emperor. I, I just present my hands and bow to, you know... He, he uh, places a, a folded envelope of very fine paper in your hands. Are you opening it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he eats it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it out loud for the sake of the podcast. 
uh, but it reads and assume some sort of imperial sounding empery voice <laughs> uh, Matsuhara it is with great joy that I received word of your successful mission and it is with a heavy heart that I ask you to continue to serve Nihon from abroad long ago a dispersed people in exile came to our land seeking refuge with them came an order of warriors sworn to fight against evil in the course of pursuing their mission they did all of Nihon a great service and were honored for it sadly agents of the horned Oni betrayed these Sanhedrin warriors and the last of their champions with their dying breath entrusted their sacred Daisho to the Imperial house to watch over until another worthy came to resume their mission I pass this duty on to you and ask that you continue the work of this Sanhedrin until you find another child of the house of Isurairu to take up the blades. Your name and memory shall be honored, and should your circumstances ever permit it, you will be gladly welcomed back to Nihon. Signed with the Emperor's personal name. Um, a tear would form, if, you know, he could form tears. I don't know if I can as a hero. I don't think so, no. But, you know, he gets that... that that kind of feeling, tight feeling, tight in the chest. feeling in the chest. He he looks to uh, Saito and bows again. It is a good to see you again, Captain. It was good to see you as well. I hope the years have been kind. They, it has been a mix. That it has been. Probably speaking in Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People walking by going... <sighs> Probably not so much. This is Shen Fan, uh, after that's true, all. Yeah. Probably a, a handful that may even know a, a handful of raises. Or, uh, raises. Of phrases. Phrases and words. Um, Too much sour words on the brain. <laughs> might, might I offer you a drink while you are in town? I would like that. And, uh, yeah, you, you drink with Saito and kind of reminisce on, on the old days of the, the Japanese Civil War. 20-some-odd years since, <laughs> since yeah. he's been home, too. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we fade back into the train ride as you're, you're you know, probably unfolding and rereading that letter, which uh, is, you know, written in Japanese um, as well. I fold it back up, take the swords, and stick them back in my belt as I stand up, and I can go to find Rachel. Okay. Uh, and Lazarus is probably up to his usual commentary. Yeah. I would, I'd, the occasional joke or whatever Haru might pass a you know <laughs> off at, and um wine on so you're sitting there you're drinking uh you probably step up to the bar to to order yourself another drink and there's a another guy um there at the bar looks over well howdy there stranger greetings you are i'm haven't been introduced i think ah no uh name is uh phil phil custard why not? Pleasure. You uh, stopping off at Medford or continuing on? 
Yes, I think that's where we're going. Here with some friends of mine. Oh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, where are you going? Oh, stopping off at uh, Grant's Pass. Is that uh, what? A little, little further on. West or? Uh, north. North. Oh. Uh, and there's a nice place. Yeah, nice enough. Small town. That's good. It's only only a little bigger than Medford right now, but I, I suspect that uh, Medford will continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. <laughs> Why not massages his temples and, and oh, the, the guy's voice turns back to normal. It was just a headache. <laughs> uh, bigger. Why? Well, that town's booming. It's, uh, you know, the major railroad station there. Hoo-wee. Uh, them folks over in Jacksonville, they were pissed when Iron Dragon decided to send their, put their rails right through the smack dab of nowhere. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I uh, think my drink's about ready, but it was nice to meet you. Uh, was it Harold? Phil. Phil. My name was Phil. Phil Custard. Yes. Uh, we'll have a nice trip, Phil Custard. And you too, Mr. Uh... Mr. Wynon. Wynon. Mr. Wynon. That's right. That, uh, that a French name? It is. Oh. From France or just uh, family? No. no. Uh, I think my drink's ready. <laughs> well, we've still got a... Quite a, quite a bit of train ride to go. Uh, mind if I join you? Um, okay. <laughs> Great. I'll uh, just get a refill and uh, I'll be right over. Wow, this guy just doesn't get the cold shoulder like at all. He's like, what? Kill him. We're going to have to kill him. <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I, the, what I'm trying to do here is why not just a little too drunk to have any sort of like even fake conversation with this man <laughs> like his fake has worn off <laughs> and he's just left with awkwardness um yeah so you get stuck with phil custard you're saying custard right like yes like with a d like the dessert okay. Oh, okay i was making sure you weren't saying custard I'm like any relation to that no, one no no not not to that shit folk. this is what i wrote down on my MP. phil custard perfect yep and, and so we don't have to role play it what does he drone on about because he's got definitely got something he's going to drone on about. uh you know a little bit of this a little bit of that he never really says much of anything and a lot of times he's asking a lot of questions he just doesn't commit yeah Every time, like, if, if you ask him a question, like, especially anything that's, like, about him, he kind of, like, really deflects it effortlessly and brings it back around to, so, you know, da, 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 asking about you. He's a spy. You're going to have to kill him. So, where did you say you lived again, Phil? Well, I, I, I live back out east, uh, visiting some family in Grants Pass. Out east? Where? Well, at least Ben's mind suddenly goes blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. Oh, I've been through there. It's a nice enough town. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
What was your favorite restaurant? Don't ask me that. <laughs> he he names some restaurant. The Blue Moon. The Blue Moon. Has why not heard of it? Uh, give me a common knowledge roll. They serve a great cheesesteak. <laughs> Is that an actual restaurant? I. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the name of a nice. beer. <laughs> Ooh. That's a 10. Yeah, not only have you heard of the Blue Moon, you've eaten there, and they do have an amazing cheesesteak sandwich. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I had one of those. I didn't, I think I got the one with the onions on it and the the peppers, uh, you know. Those. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the one to get. That's their best dish. That was the best one to get, for sure. Hey, uh, Chester, can I buy you a beer? Well, why, certainly. Well... <laughs> uh, you like the yellow one or the brown one? Uh, I'm a fan of the brown ale. I can do that. Oh. <laughs> he holds us all on the table. I'd like a brown ale for my friend Cheater. Uh. I think you've uh, had one too many there, sir. I think you're probably right, objectively, but I'm on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a train. I'm on a train. Oh no, it will. I'm gonna use that when you least suspect it. Uh, that that's all and well well and good, mister, but you've been sitting there talking to yourself and drinking two drinks for the last hour. He holds up a finger and turns around and looks at the, at the seat he was just at. It's empty. There's just like a bunch of empty beer glasses and shot glasses. I think I'd like that brown ale. All right, but that's just your last one, mister. That's all the one I need. All right. Clunk. Uh, he, he stumbles down the hallway with it in his hand, sloshing it as he tries to find his room. Hey, hey mister! <laughs> East Coasters. Daisy, you probably at this point been asked strongly to go back to your seat by the train staff. Yeah. Yeah. Only this Chester guy or whoever, Phil, Phil Chester. Phil Custard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll like, yeah, go back out in my seat, stare out the window, looking at airships, if there are any out there flying by. Like soon, soon. And uh, Haru, you run, you find the compartment that Rachel is currently snoozing in. 
She might be drooling a little bit. <laughs> I see her sleeping. Step inside, see if there's like a blanket or something. Probably. Pull it over her and then sit on like the, the seat across from her or whatever and just kind of lean against the back wall. And relax, and just enjoying, even though she's asleep, enjoying her company. So eventually the uh, train makes it through Northern California over the pass and is winding its way down into the Rogue Valley. And it's raining. But it never rains in Oregon. No, not ever, especially not in the Cascade Range. (laughs) The day is wet and sodden as the Iron Dragon train pulls into the Medford Station with a screech. From the, the train windows, I'm assuming you've all kind of like reconvened. Yeah. You're looking a little um, like you've been drinking. My cheeks might be turning a little red, but we're here. I'm alert. I'm ready to go. Your cheeks are actually turning more white. It's looking pretty bad. Are you going to be sick, Mr. Beardsley? Not for a few minutes at least. Well, we're going to be in Medford soon. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. So yeah, the train pulls into the station. From, from the view uh, from your train car, uh, Medford uh, seems largely unchanged. And wet. Same old, same old. It's, uh, the rain's currently drizzling down from the sky, but it's clear that it's been raining fairly heavily off and on for at least a week. Step off the train into the mud. Yep. Because there ain't no pavement. <laughs> Will we have, like, wired ahead before we left the train? Did you? I was just thinking, like, yeah, I probably would have wired Jonathan and be like, hey, arriving on this train at this time. I think Rachel would have wired her sister. Okay. Wired Ross. Yeah, because I was having that same thought you were about, like, well... You wired Ross? Mm-hmm. What'd you wire him? Homeward Bound. That's and such on, a great movie. <laughs> why not probably wired the agency to saying, like, uh, exploring Oregon territory... Um, going dark for a period of at least one week. Well, uh, either those telegrams got lost or no one cares about you because no one's there. Not my sister. Not her husband. Whose husband? My sister's husband. Oh, yep. Not my dog? <laughs> no. What dog? What dog? Scout! You never had a dog. Except for all the times she had that dog. <laughs> the times when you remembered you had a dog and said something about the dog and then the dog was there. Uh, so, no, Rachel. So, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack on that. Uh, 
Elizabeth and Frank are uh, are there waiting with Scout. He just um, barked. Yes, actually, you don't you don't see Scout because as you're stepping off the train, there's this uh, furry golden blur, uh-huh. and then you're suddenly on the ground in the mud with Scout standing on top of you, barking excitedly and licking your face. I'm like Scout. I missed you so much. Who's a good boy? She's like ruffling his ears. Yep. He's in full doggy love mode. Haru would step off and look down at the dog, look at her in the mud. You are going to need a very long shower. Off in the distance. Bath. Off in the distance you hear (laughs) (laughs) Good thing the rain will wash it away. Yeah. Bartenders watching from the window of the tray and just like, well, I told them that was a one beer too many. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, aside from your family, um, you don't recognize a whole lot of faces. A lot of new faces in Medford. A lot of people that you don't recognize. Great. More fodder. <laughs> That's so awful. <laughs> Uh, Rachel will kind of get out of the mud, like stand up, wipe what she can off, and then like head over towards her sister. Elizabeth gives you a big hug. Yeah. Rachel, welcome back. It's good to see you. With uh, the temporary feeling of betterness that comes after having vomited a bunch of a bunch of stuff out. Um, why not? Would like to kind of regard the town. Does anything strike him as odd about Medford? Mm, give me a nose roll. I'm going to give Rachel's sister a polite head nod. Miss, wh- wh- what are we going with, Elizabeth or Cassidy? It's Elizabeth Cassidy. Oh, it's Elizabeth Cassandra. But we call her Cassidy. Sometimes she goes by Cassidy. It's like an affectionate nickname. Uh, why not? Uh, yeah, it's it's raining. You're you're sick. Uh, you're not really taking in a whole lot of detail. Uh, it just looks like uh, any ye, ye old wet, rainy, muddy Western frontier town in the Pacific Northwest. Cool. I also look a little bit little more like myself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My cheeks filling back in a little bit. Yeah, I was <laughs> looking a little more alive than usual. Uh, yeah, so where do you go from here? You get your horses off the train. Does Wynon doesn't have a horse, does he? I don't think he does. That might be a problem for him. Yeah, does he want to buy a horse? Probably. Medford? There's a livery nearby that he could probably buy a horse. Yeah, I think once he feels better, that'll be one of his first things he, he does. Okay. You're probably feeling well enough now if you want to. Sure. Um, so I have... Oh, God, I can't read this. Eight hundred and eighty dollars. That's definitely more than enough to buy a horse. Uh, can I get like a good horse? Yeah. How much is that? Uh, <laughs> so normally a horse is about one hundred and fifty dollars uh, for uh, for a normal horse in Medford. Uh, it's about two hundred dollars uh, for a good quality horse. We'll say three hundred dollars. Sure, he'll pay it. 
And uh, this is going to be a horse with a white stripe kind of down its back. Uh, and boy, what sort of name would he give it? <laughs> Secret. He names the horse Secret. <laughs> well, uh, that's a right odd name, given that uh, I've been calling the horse Buck for all its life. But all right, you uh, you you bought the horse. You call it whatever you like, sir. Do you think I should call it Buck? Would that uh, help me blend in? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then his name is Buck. Best of luck, Buck. Uh, let them know, Buck. Thank you. <laughs> I'm curious. Has Wyon ever rode a horse? No. Yes. <laughs> He's never touched a horse. So, uh, will you be needing uh, a saddle and tackle to go go with that, sir? Yes. How much will those run me? <laughs> Good. <-ching. laughs> <laughs> uh, another eighty dollars ought to ought to set you up real fine. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. And there, there will be a, a twenty dollars saddling fee. Is that a standard? Yep. Yep. Oh, th then I'll pay it. <laughs> All right. This is great. <laughs> well, good news. I actually have twenty four eighty. I was <laughs> I missed a digit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, uh. Yeah, you uh, you need any help? Come find me, Phil Custard. Wait, wait, what'd you say your name was? Uh, Bill Mustard. <laughs> Phil Custard. Phil Custard. All right. No, 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 Bill Mustard. No, no. Uh, yes, that's that's fine, Bill. Uh, you find a new best friend. Just wait till you meet Sal Ketchup. Oh God. <laughs> so with his his great horse Buck in tow. Wynon rejoins. Buck is actually like a decent quality horse. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't screw you over on that. Everything else. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I looked up the cost of a saddle and was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you're, you're all catching up with uh, Rachel's sister when, when Wynon comes uh, kind of staggering back up with a, a pretty fine horse in tow. This is Buck. Nay. <laughs> well, that's a nice horse. It's a nice looking horse. You going full western out here now? Uh, yes, Miss Gilmore, that's correct. I'm officially a cowboy. You need a hat. Uh, <laughs> perhaps that would be wise. Uh, is there a hattery around? Um, There's a general store. We can go to the general store. I'll show you where it is. That's a nice horse, Wynon. Yes. Could you look after it for me while Mr. Matsuhara and I visit the general store? Sure. Shall I take the reins? Oh, hello, Rachel. 
<laughs> what the fuck? He drops the ring. The horse's eyes turn red, like, looks redder. <laughs> Why don't I move in? I have some bad news. Your horse was a demon, I had to shoot her. That's fine, the union will fit the bill. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not what happens at all. <laughs> Horse does not turn into Moloch. Walk, you know, walk down the road. I got Coon's reins and hands as we're walking. I'll tie it off to one of the we might posts. Just kind of trail along, you guys, down the road. Is it in the general direction of home? Like, is there a reason why we need to stay at the train platform? No. Yeah, Rachel will leave both of our horses down the street then. Okay. Kind of just. Keeping pace. We're gonna go to store. Shopping trip. Shopping trip. This is the shopping episode. If Warren, if Warren will let us do it, we gotta make, get him the most rhinestoniest cowboy oh, looking okay. get up that yeah. you can get. <laughs> yeah, like Rachel will kind of make eye this contact. She'll like look over the horse, like look at the saddle, and see like that's a nice saddle there. Why not? Looks brand new. Doesn't have enough rhinestones. <laughs> rhinestones? What? Well, yeah. You know, every true cowboy has got rhinestones on his saddle. Uh, yes. The... Is that... You notice I am not a true cowboy as my saddle is lacking rhinestones. It would be inappropriate for Haru as a samurai to, to rhinestone, rhinestone my saddle. I'll be plain with you. I had a bit to drink on the train. Uh, are you messing with me? I can't tell. I've never are been. a bunch of bastards and I love it. <laughs> I've never been more serious in my life. Do you want to be respected in this town? Gotta to get some rhinestones on your saddle. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, Haru, I'm so fucking proud of you. There's a saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to walk into the big R looking like a city boy. No. Trust me. No, I've got to blend in. Yeah. I've got to blend yeah, and it goes to shopping montage Haru's <laughs> <laughs> leaning against the wall and just kind of nods over at Lazarus like I made a good joke <laughs> I'm picturing him like coming out of like the general store in like an outfit we're like no like more rhinestone pure white outfit with the white hat and chaps and then like a vest studded with rhinestones and fringe. Yeah. <laughs> like cow- picture cowboy Elvis. Oh my god, we would have to keep the general sore clerk like like we'd have to be like, look. He's right. new to town. Uh, okay, all right, all right. He's figured that out. <laughs> and we're pulling one over on him. <laughs> yeah. Sir, this, uh, this, I got a jacket out back that's got way more, uh, way more flash on it. Uh, wait here, let me go get that for you. Uh, hold on a minute. Do you people really wear this stuff around town? Uh, yep. 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 Okay. It's <laughs> 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 really some circus get up some somebody's... <laughs> Somebody sold him. Yeah, <laughs> leftover from when Mordecai Zamenhof's circus visited.
So yeah, why uh, not you come? Oh, this is so perfect. You you come walking out of the general store just looking so <laughs> ridiculous, like Marty McFly in Back to the Future Three. Yeah. That was my intent, I think. <laughs> so where do we go? Oh, well, let's see. We can head up to Jacksonville, show him the Jacksonville Inn. It's a nice hotel. Some sleep would be good. Some, some sleep would be very good. You gotta make sure to sleep in your new outfit. Really, wear it in. Like pajamas. A true cowboy sleeps in whatever he's got on. I'm a true cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you make the ride uh, on up to Jacksonville. It's pretty easy going. It's wet well, and sodden. While get, we're in Medford. Helping get drunk wine on like, to the horse yeah. the right way. Sorry. Yeah, while we're in Medford, two things. Was uh, Jonathan here to greet me no, at all? He no. was not. Okay. Do I have an airship in town? You do not. Oh. Yeah. But your house looks uh, does not look like it's been left and abandoned or anything like that. It looks like someone's been coming by and, and making sure it hasn't exploded or burned down or been robbed. It's the ghost of Macario. Taking care of our stuff. Yeah. And it's now a bright shade of pink that was impossible. Whoa. So, yeah. And then you make the ride up to Jacksonville. Uh, it's rainy. It's wet. It's muddy. Uh, where do you go to first? As you, uh, well, actually, everyone, give me a notice roll as you uh, come riding into Jacksonville. Got a ten. That makes perfect sense. Four. Four. All right. So, why not? What you notice is that everyone here in this town is. They're definitely still all very bitter about the railroad bypassing Jacksonville. Rachel, you notice that there's uh, a lot of coming and going from the sheriff's office. Um, Deezy, what'd you get on your roll? Four. Four. Uh, you notice um, a familiar someone making their way down... Uh, the Jacksonville Main Street, and it's carefully, they're probably walking along like a wooden boardwalk. Okay, who is this familiar someone? It's Jonathan Graves. Oh. And he's wearing a, a newly tailored suit. Oh. For a second, I thought you were going to say a deputy badge, and I was going to be like, fuck <laughs> no! <laughs> what alternate reality are we um, in? But you, you also, like, people, as he's making his way down the boardwalk, people are, you know, some people are, like, walking up and shaking his hand. Others are giving him a very respectful, polite nod. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's a respectable man. This is stagecoach, Robert. I want to prove it one day. Yeah, I'll shout out to Jonathan! His head whips around. He, you know, s- s- makes his notice check, spots you, and his big old grin comes over his face, and he comes running over. Daisy! Well, hey, did you get my telegraph? Uh, yes, I was uh, just on my way. I was detained, unfortunately, by business. Ah. Well, how's business? My suit looks like it's doing good. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, uh, the mine is doing well. It's doing well. Um, 
Yeah, you've been gone for a while. There's been some big changes. Yeah? Like, what? Um, well, we, we held a new election, uh, seeing as Mayor Baxton uh, was murdered this last winter. Yeah. No one, no one was too keen on uh, throwing their name in the hat. Uh, some folk put put uh, Sheriff a uh, Sheriff Ross's name, and uh, he made it uh, unconditionally clear that he would in no way, shape, or form serve as mayor. That sounds like something he would not want to do. No, no. So, uh, so I thought to myself, no one would want me to be mayor. So I throw my name in the hat and get some other people uh, motivated to. Uh, to, to, to run for public office. So, uh... So I'm the mayor of Jacksonville. Rachel falls off her horse. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, congratulations! Well, I completely blows my joke out of the water. Yeah, and... Th- this is why not. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Mayor. Herod? Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at pegging.com. Sound effects by Plate Mill Games and Ballabarts. Music provided by the Eaglestone Collective with additional tracks by Danheim. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. Thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode. If you've enjoyed our show, please consider leaving a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it. And also, feel free to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at rvrpodcast, or join us on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you, and as always, have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.